Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, family, friends, and foes, and even foes in the family, and to the standing between the living and the dead, service family members, my beloved, this is Daniel White the third. President of Gospel Light Society International with the Scripture and the Sense podcast episode number 960 where I read the Word of God and give the sense of it based on an authoritative commentary source such as the Bible Knowledge Commentary and or the Matthew Henry Commentary or some other reputable commentary or study Bible. Uh, Beloved, this podcast is based upon the Word of God at Nehemiah chapter 8, verse 8, where it says, Ezra and the Levites read in the book in the law of God distinctly and gave the sense and caused them to understand the reading. The aim of this podcast, therefore, is that through the simple reading of the Word of God and the giving of the sense of it, it is my humble prayer that the Church of the Lord Jesus Christ would be revived and come back from their backslidden condition and the world would be awakened and saved from the wrath of God to come and saved from the burning hell to come for everybody who does not believe in the Lord Jesus Christ who said the most loving, most wonderful, and most important words in the history of the world when Jesus Christ who preached the gospel first and best and who is the gospel, who brought the gospel said in John 3.16 For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Now, dear friend, if you do not know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, do what Jesus Christ told you in this powerful verse. Believe in him. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Now let me tell you why you should believe in him. First of all, you need to accept the fact that you are a sinner and that you have broken God's law. For the Bible says... In Romans 3.23, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. We have all 
failed God. We all we have all sinned against God. We all have fallen short. No matter how beautiful you are, no matter how much talent you have, no matter whether you are a Hollywood star, no matter how educated you are, or religious you are, you are a sinner. I am a sinner. The Pope is a sinner. The Dalai Lama is a sinner. Even Joel Osteen, as nice as he is, is a sinner. And he would tell you that with a smile. We're all sinners. You say, preacher, uh, what do you mean sin? Well, have you ever told a lie? God made it very clear, all liars shall have their part in the lake of fire. Have you ever stolen anything from your spouse, from your parents, from somebody in your family? You stole their cake out of the refrigerator. If you did not get permission, you have stolen it. There's no such thing as because we're family, I can steal from you. From you. Jesus even dealt with that. There's no such thing. That's, that's an American-made idea. Have you lusted after something, somebody or something in your heart? Have you ever disrespected, dishonored, and disobeyed and became a Judas towards your own parents? Isn't it amazing that uh, how some children, young adults, can hate their parents after their parents have done everything for them to help them and despise them, lie on them? Dishonored your parents. Have you ever done that? Disrespected your parents. Have you ever dishonored God by taking his name in vain? You have sinned against God. That's five of God's ten commandments that you have broken. <clears throat> you want me to go further? How about adultery? Having sex outside of marriage. Second, accept the fact, dear friend, that there is a penalty for sin. The Holy Bible states in Romans 6.23, For the wages of sin is death. It was true some 2,000 years ago, when Paul, by the power of the Holy Spirit, wrote it, and it's true today, the wages of sin is death. One of the reasons why we continue to have this service this way is because God wants me to preach the gospel every day because people are dying and going to hell. Sometimes he wants me to take a break to get some rest, but uh, he wants me to continue to preach the gospel on a daily basis and to, and to also try to help Christians get through this thing called life under the plague. Now, God wants you to know, my dear friend, 
And if you have family members who are dying of the coronavirus plague, you have family members uh, heaped up on the border of Ukraine who have escaped Ukraine. Get them on the phone. Text them this link. Uh, do whatever you need to do to get a hold of them because there's no telling what's going to happen. And uh, they may die. And you do not want them to die and go to hell. You do not want them to die and go to hell even though they're religious and in the church and members of the church. For sure. And God wants you to know that if he will allow you to die because of your sins, he will allow you to go to hell because of your sins and for rejecting his son, Jesus Christ. And the main reason why people reject Jesus Christ and don't want to get saved is because they love darkness more than they love light. That's what Jesus Christ said. That means that you love your sin, your pride, your stubbornness, your rebelliousness, your meanness, your hatred. Do you know there are people who they love being mean? They think they're hurting other people by being mean when they really make themselves look stupid. People love their sin, whatever it is. Fornication, adultery, they love it. Partying and, and rioting and uh, jam jam boogie boogie instead, instead of following the Lord and praising Him. Understand that God is very serious about what He said. You, he will allow you to die because of your sin, because you die not because of the coronavirus, not because of a car crash, not because of cardiac arrest. You die because of carnality. You die because of sin. And if you die in your sin, you will go to hell. To spend eternity. That leads me to my third point. Accept the fact, dear friend, that you are on the road to hell right now. Jesus Christ said in Mark 9, 43-48, And if thy hand offend thee, cut it off. It is better for thee to enter into life maimed than having two hands to go into hell into the fire that never shall be quenched. But Jesus Christ was not done in this sermon. He said, Where the worm dieth not, and the fire is not quenched. Now he doubled down on this three times. And if thy foot offend thee, cut it off. It is better for thee to enter halt into life than having two feet to be cast into hell, into the fire that never shall be quenched. Where the worm dieth not, and the fire is not quenched. But Jesus was not done in this sermon. He said, If thine eye offend thee, plug it out. Gouge it out. You can't stop looking at pornography. You can't stop lusting after the butts of women. You cannot stop lusting after scintillating things in this world. 
Play out. It is better for thee to enter into the kingdom of God with one eye than having two eyes to be cast into hell fire where their worm dieth not and the fire is not quenched. Hell is a very real place. And then the Bible tells you even some people who are definitely going to hell. In Revelation 21.8. Revelation 21.8. The book that we, were, that we were scared of back in, back in the day. Even the pastors were scared of it. They didn't even preach from it. But the Bible says here, but the fearful... People more concerned about what other people think about their salvation and being saved and unbelieving, the so-called atheists and agnostics, and the abominable. These are they who sin beyond the pale, whether you like it or not, I'm going to say it. They commit abominations that God told them not to commit in his word. I said God told people not to do this. Way back yonder. You know that the Bible is inspired because uh, uh, God told people what not to do, even though many people have not done it yet. Some of these things have not even entered into the mind of some people in doing, such as a man lusting after and desiring and trying to have sex with a man, a woman, lusting after a woman and trying to have sex with a woman. People, have you lost your righteous minds? These are abominations, so therefore the people are abominable in God's sight. Whether you like it or not, you say, preacher, that's just not uh, uh, politically correct, I know. Men lusting after little babies. They're so sick in the head, they lust after children and try to get children and rape children and kill children. Child molesters, pedophiles. And sad to say, we have many in the church, so-called priests. You want to know why there's an explosion of homosexuality in the world? Because of the Catholic Church and, sad to say, the Protestant Church. Here you are supposed to be a servant of God and you're raping a little boy at the altar. Raping a little girl. Women, nuns, raping girls with crucifixes. May God forbid. God forbid. And people who have been raped like that as children, they will never be the same. That's why you have this explosion of homosexuality and lesbianism. Because people in the church have defiled little children and messed them up for life. A church in this country, I think up in, I think up in Boston, just gave almost, what, a billion dollars? Because they raped so many children? These are abominable acts because these people, I mean, these people are committing abominations because they are abominable in God's sight. I didn't call them abominable. 
Then you have people who are in families committing incest, which is something you should never think of doing. That should even be in your mind. Men lusting after their daughters. Same, same for adopted daughters or uh, uh, foster care daughters. You can't be saying, no, you can't be saying, well, they're not mine, so I could, I could do that. No, you can't do that. You are in the position of a parent. And I hope they put you under the jail if you're trying to do that, if that's the reason why you're getting foster children and adopting children. The devil is a lie. That should not even be in your mind. Mothers lusting after their sons and trying to have sex with their sons. Brothers lusting after their own sisters and trying to have sex with their sisters. Sisters lusting after their own brothers. That should never even enter into your mind. In fact, you ought to be disgusted, quite frankly, with a family member in that way. I mean, you are not. To, you ought to be disgusted with them. They, 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 in fact, they look ugly to you because they are your family. That's how that works. That should should never enter into your mind. Abomina, abominations makes people abominable in God's sight. Then we have a group of people who are so sick in the head they lust after animals and try to get love and romance and sex with animals. You say, preacher, you ought not to mention this. The Bible mentions it. And it's going on. People have lost their minds. And if you're doing it, you're wrong. We got a whole lot of folk today cuddling up with a dog at night instead of a human being. You have lost your mind. And the dog knows you're wrong. The, 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 the dog knows that you're wrong. The dog looking at you like you're crazy. Get off of me like that. Abominable. These are people who are going to hell. They have taken things beyond the pale. They're sinning beyond the pale to the point where other human beings who are sinners too are disgusted with them and the thought of what they did and they want them underneath the doggone jail. So you're going to hell and we need more pastors, bless your hearts, pastors and preachers to tell these homosexuals coming in your church holding hands, talking about they married and all that, y'all are both going to hell. You need to get saved. You want to get saved? <clears throat> you probably won't see them again. Both of you are going to hell and you need to get saved. Yes, homosexuality is a sin. It is beyond a sin. It is an abomination in God's sight because it is a direct attack against what God created. And murderers, people who kill other people, you're going to hell too. And hormones, the heterosexual sinners. Males are referred to as whoremongers. Females are referred to as whores. All y'all going to hell too. If you're living that lifestyle. Male prostitutes. Female prostitutes. And sorcerers. People who practice voodoo and witchcraft. The women, the old women on the corner with the Cadillac out in the yard of the Mercedes. Who says she can read your palm. 
God made your palm. How, how can the devil read your palm? <clears throat> Looking into a crystal ball, telling you your future. Some of you Christians live by horoscopes, and that's exactly what it is, a horoscope. God does not want you doing that. You're trying to circumvent God. God's not going to let you do that. Hormongers, murderers, sorcerers, idolaters, people who put anything, anybody before God. Some of you love some things, and some people more than you love God. Go around singing, I worship the ground you walk on. Man, get out of here. And then he ends it with this. And all liars, all liars shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone. Which is the second death. So my dear friend, Jesus' sermon and uh, what we have here in the book of Revelation is bad news. That's bad news. You're going to forget the pleasure of your sin within one second once you make your splash in the lake of fire. You're going to, you're going to see for real it wasn't worth it. <clears throat> so hell is bad news. The lake of fire is bad news. But I do have some good news for you. And this is a lesson to all pastors and preachers. Jesus Christ preached the bad news and he preached the good news. People must understand the bad news before they can appreciate the good news. Jesus Christ said, for God so loved the world. Does that mean more to you now than before you heard about hell and the lake of fire and the fire in hell? For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Why should you believe in Jesus Christ? As he said, because Jesus Christ is the Son of God. He was born of the Virgin Mary, meaning no man had sex with Mary before Jesus Christ was born. He was born of God. He is the Son of God. He has holy and pure and righteous blood flowing through his veins. And he never sinned in word, thought, or deed. And yet, he became the sacrificial Passover lamb of God for the entire world. He suffered, he bled, and he died for our sins, was buried and rose on the third day to save us from hell and the lake of fire. And so all you have to do is believe in him. Trust in him. He suffered, bled, and died on the cross for your sins, was buried and rose from the dead by the power of God. All you need to do is pray and ask him to come into your heart to save your soul today, and he will. For Romans 10, 9, and 13 says that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shall believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, 
thou you shalt be saved. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Saved from what? Saved from hell. Like most things, God basically assumes you understand this, okay? God does not try to prove that he created the universe. He, he assumes that you believe that, that you accept that. And God is like that throughout the scriptures. He assumes that you understand some things. He assumes that you know you're a sinner. He assumes that you know you can't go to heaven without believing in Jesus Christ, who died for your sins, was buried and rose from the dead. He assumes that if you don't do that, you're going to go to hell. You can't go to heaven. There's no other place for you but hell. This is not, this is not a big deal in, in, in God's sight. He, he assumes that you understand that, probably because of the way he wired you. To understand that there are, there, there, are, there are consequences for your sin. You have a conscience that tells you that you're wrong. And so, dear friend, if you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior, call on his name, pray and ask him to save you, he will save you. Let's do that right now if you want to be saved. It's up to you. God won't make you and I can't make you. God respects that you are a free moral agent. King Solomon, the wisest man who ever lived, understood that theology. Because he told you throughout the book of Ecclesiastes, you can do what you please. Just understand, you're going to be brought in judgment by God. That's, 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 that's all. Okay, so, I mean, you're free to do what you want. But just understand that you're going to be brought in judgment about everything you do by God Almighty. Okay? So God is not going to make you. I can't make you. It's up to you to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and to believe the gospel and be saved today and call on his name and be saved today. So follow me in prayer as you believe in your heart in the Lord Jesus Christ. Repeat after me, phrase by phrase, and mean it from your heart. Holy Father God, I pray in the holy name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I acknowledge and I admit that I am a sinner and that I have sinned grievously and repeatedly in your sight. down through the years committing not only the sins that the preacher talked about from your word but many other sins as well as you know for Jesus Christ's sake please have mercy and grace upon my soul and please forgive me of all of my sins as I now believe with all of my heart in your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. Who suffered, bled, and died on the cross for my sins. Was buried and rose on the third day on Easter Sunday morning. Lord Jesus Christ, I believe in you.
I believe that you suffered, you bled, and you died on the cross for my sins. Was buried and rose from the dead by the power of God. Lord Jesus Christ, please come into my heart and into my spirit and please save my soul today in a very real sense. Fill me with your Holy Spirit and help me to truly repent of all of my sins. Help me to turn from my evil lifestyle. And help me to follow you, Lord Jesus Christ, in the new life. For it is in your holy name I do pray. Amen. Now, dear friend of mine, if you believed in your heart in the Lord Jesus Christ, that he suffered, he bled, and he died on the cross for your sins, was buried and rose from the dead by the power of God. Allow me to say to you congratulations on doing the most important thing in life, and that is believing in the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. For more information to help you grow in your newfound faith in Christ, Please go to GospelLightSociety.com and read my book titled, What to Do After You Enter Through the Door. This book will tell you the next several things you need to do as a new Christian in Christ and get you on your way, on your journey with the Lord. Jesus Christ said in John 10:9, this is the verse the book was written on, I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. And dear friend, if you believed in the Lord Jesus Christ today, wherever you are in the world, in Russia, in Ukraine, in Moldova, in Poland, in Kenya, in Nigeria, in South Africa, in Zambia, uh, in Paris, in London, in Shanghai, China, in Manila, Philippines, or Lakalota, Philippines, a place I preached in, wherever you might be. Dear friend, if you believed in the Lord Jesus Christ, please email us today. You may email us at DW3. This is my personal email, gospelitesociety.com, at gospelitesociety.com. You may have another email on your platform. Send it there and let us know. We have some free material that we want to send you to help you to grow in the faith. If you have a prayer request, please email that to us as well. And we will pray for you until you tell us to stop. Now, beloved, we're going to resume our service at the point of the scripture and the sense and continue from there. Today, beloved, 
We are reading Malachi chapter 2, verses 7 and 9. For those of you who just got saved, this is your first Bible study. Let's pray. Holy Father God, open our understanding. Grant us your energy, your strength, your unction, and your anointing, and the power of your Holy Spirit, and help us to understand your Holy Word and to comprehend it. Give us your wisdom from your Holy Word and more. And uh, Lord, uh, give us the wisdom of Solomon or close to it. From the power of your Holy Word and your Holy Spirit, and help us uh, to live our lives for your glory, your praise, and for your honor, and for others. In Jesus Christ's name we pray, and for his sake, amen. Malachi chapter 2, verses 7 through 9. For the priest's lips should keep knowledge, and they should seek the law at his mouth, for he is the messenger of the Lord of hosts. But ye are departed out of the way, ye have caused many to stumble at the law, ye have corrupted the covenant of Levi, saith the Lord of hosts. Therefore have I also made you contemptible and base before all of the people. According as ye have not kept my ways, but have been partial in the law. My, my, my. Ladies and gentlemen, I just read in your hearing Malachi chapter 2, verses 7 through 9. Now, here is the sense of it. Here is the understanding of it. With the help of the Holy Ghost and the help of the BKC, the word instruction is Torah, also the word for law. The priests were to teach the law. As teachers, each priest was to be a messenger. However, since they were not giving true instruction, they were rebuked by the prophet whose very name, ironically, means my messenger. Their teaching caused many to stumble because they themselves had turned from the way, that is, the way of obeying the law themselves, as we have so many pastors uh, doing today, and some are ready to quit. Over half of them are ready to quit saying that defiled sacrifices were accepted, violated God's covenant with Levi. So the priests were despised and humiliated before all the people. This actually was a light sentence for their penalty. It should have been death, according to Numbers chapter 18, verse 32. Holy Father God, we praise you and thank you for this timely passage. You're hitting us right where we live, as always. And I give you the glory, the praise, and the honor for it. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and for his sake. Amen. Your majesty, your majesty.
see. 